commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Comeback and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news service providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now have a new segment rundown for August 26, 2022. Reading Raptor. This week, the Core World News team reviews Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White. Now we host Ben Grant Adam to discuss all right thank you very much grex thanks everyone for joining us here um i am i haven't been this excited for an for a podcast in a while um because i haven't been so stoked on a on a book in a while i mean I, i've loved all the, the reads but this one just like was just a joy front to back um so let's get right into the book what did you guys uh how, how was your week did you enjoy reading this book yeah, yeah i did i yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I was very excited for you, Ben. Um, yeah. No, this was Christmas all week long. Yeah. And that's <laughs> not to say I didn't enjoy it myself, but I, I was thinking of you the entire time. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I give it five sabers, guys. Like, this is, I think, one of the best young readers that, like, I've had the joy of reading in a long time. Like, I think this is a book that I'll reread. This is such a fun adventure, beautifully paced. Uh, Kristen yeah. White's just, her prose are excellent. I love her writing. I think it's... The story is so fun. Like, I don't know how much we want to spoil on this podcast, but it's like I love the idea of, you know, exploring power in this way. And um, just a lot of the morals and the teachings of the book are just really, really beautifully done. And it's yes. just feels very, yeah, uh, you know, fitting for Star Wars, like in the Star Wars storytelling style. Like, it's just really, really well done. I love this yeah. book. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be worried about spoiling it too bad. Usually we try and do these two weeks after release. Um, this one came out on July 26th. So, yeah, we're a, we're a good four weeks, uh, like a good month later on this. So hopefully people have gotten a chance to read it. I feel bad. It's so after been, this, we're, we're really this so late on this book. The it's so concepts good. and the characters, some of the characters and some of the integration with the High Republic that oh, I love uh, a lot of the mentions that we get. Seamless. In this book. Seamless yeah. in, uh, intersections, I, I, yeah. integration. They've been and they've been really doing that in the comics a little bit, but this one felt like to hear like Qui Gon Jinn and and Orla talked about like it, like certain things are just like I, you almost assume they had this whole thing planned from the start, right? Like the, like these aren't two characters yeah. that were developed twenty five years. Oh, I mean, it's, cool. it's cool to get like uh like the knowledge like the the date the orla jereni hologram message like to mm -hmm. to get that sort of connection like of course those jedi are their stories are now having ripples into this era and this timeline and their names are so beautifully constructed and they sound like such believable jedi and we know their storied pasts and so when obi-wan says their name and yeah obi-wan's you know dealing directly with these Remember these Jedi from the High Republic era? Like that is so cool. Like that is yeah, so cool. Um, I love that about the book. I love where we go in the book. I love Lenara. I love the just the the storyline and the great power and how and how Orla Jereni and Comac Vitus are like connected to that same yes. planet. And yeah, yeah it's I mean, so cool. Like the story is so cool. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not alone, but I mean like Orla Jereni was I mean That's your favorite dude. Ben, like this, favorite this, character. Ben yeah. Ben his name <laughs> said on this podcast that Obi-Wan is of course his yep. number one. We've always known that. I mean ben yeah. loves old Ben. I get sure. it. Um, I'm getting sense. there. I'm getting older yeah. every day. Yeah, he's number one. We always knew that. Then we we read the High Republic books, you were like, 
dude, I'm liking this Orla Jereni character, yeah. guys. Yeah. And you were like, I yeah, think yeah. this is my fave Jedi. And I was like, you know, that's that's a pretty sweet she shit. Like, follow the rules. She's rad. She's no. a rad she Jedi. She she's a way seeker. Yeah. yeah. She's well, like, you know what? My crystals are going to be white because I, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I have like double right? lightsabers yeah. and white sabers. Yeah. That. Every day is a white party for yeah. uh, for Orla Jereni. And then um, she's just like, yeah, I mean, the whole Wayseeker phenomenon yes. is amazing. And then you put her like in a room with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi yep. and my head just can't <laughs> handle it. There's a quote that's just like that Obi-Wan's like, wow, a Wayseeker. Like, that's really cool. He's like, I wonder if Qui-Gon knows about Qui-Gon it. Is he does. Why isn't he one? I, he I think we've talked about that on this podcast. Like, I'm yeah. 95% sure when I was reading that, they were like, we talked about Qui-Gon totally would have been a Wayseeker, yeah. right? Like, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really fabulous stuff. And and then also, like, I don't know if this is weird, guys, but, like, I know, like, is it Young Reader? I forget the official qualifications. I, young I didn't adult read. novel. Young yeah, adult? Yeah, I think Young Adult is usually... It, it's they, clearly yeah. focused for teenagers, you know, middle teenagers. Yeah. Um, and, but I learned a lot of stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> behaving in the real world and yeah. um being a better person and like like i actually just like it felt meditative for me reading this book it was yes. so chill and so fun and you just i mean she pitch perfect obi-wan kenobi you just like even as a young one like a padawan he it's, still has that yeah, eloquent it's still speech. Yeah. yeah 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 i uh, i just I, loved it and i learned yeah. a lot <laughs> no i want to echo all that i have, I have a couple things i want to say one having a a child now uh, if she's into Star Wars, which which I'm not going to force it, hopefully she is. There's so many of these books I want to share with her when she's young, like because I think they have lessons and I think they're mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um. I also argue I think the best Star Wars books are these young adult books, and I think that's because Star Wars is right. at its core yeah. meant for young people. Like it. That's who's that's who its audience are. I mean, that's the, I mean we're we're you know. <laughs> middle-aged I people mean, talking about Icon it is dropping yeah. some serious like yeah. sage gems in this mm-hmm. book. Oh. i just yeah but I, you're never I mean, too old to take again these lessons i think my one of my favorite characters like i've always yeah. really gravitated towards qui-gon because i yeah. i yeah. just like descent within the jedi i love descent within the jedi like i think that's <laughs> yeah. a really cool narrative thing that you could you could do so much with and it always is just kind of the spurs every action it's the catalyst for a lot of stuff in history um to- Read someone's yeah, represents yeah. that in the modern, yeah. you know, or before their fall. And so I just, yeah. it's such a cool character in my, my mind. What did you, this is, I was just gonna say, I just want to say one more thing before we move on. This is a wonderful story to read for everyone, but especially for, for teenagers, because we know Obi-Wan's journey, right? We know yeah. he ends up as one of, if not the greatest Jedi of all time, right? And to read this book of self doubt, yeah. to right. show kids yeah, yeah. that even the best of us, suffer from self-doubt is really kind of amazing right to watch him go through it and suffer like we all do right and he wasn't just this perfect jedi from the jump mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's really and and you can see it happening and you're like you're there mm-hmm. and it just starts with just chaos like in his mind and i'm like i can relate to that yeah. like, absolutely yeah. especially at that age growing up is just like you're trying so hard to do so many things with like so little context and um yeah, and he just yeah, it was really like in there. And then once you really get on the adventure, it goes bonkers. I did want to because it's Qui Gon Jinn, and we know yes, this is this is Grant's favorite guy, but we all we all love him, and we've been known to do hour and a half podcasts on just Qui Gon yeah. Jinn. Yeah. 
uh, episode 200 in case you're yeah okay. um what did what do you think um what did you both think about qui-gon specifically in this book was there any any big qui-gon takeaways that was a perfect sort mm-hmm. of first mission test for obi-wan i yeah, thought yeah. it was brilliant in that regard uh yeah i just love his words of wisdom i love I love their meditation in the beginning. That's so quiet. If she nails just Qui-Gon, what he represents, who he is. Um, I loved everything Qui-Gon in this book. I thought it was beautifully done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. I think, I mean, again, spoilers, you really only get Qui-Gon at the beginning and the end of this book, um, yeah. which I think is kind of the purpose thing. And I mean, his, his teaching style is similar to my father's teaching style, which is my father will always refer to as, no, no, let him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, like whenever I try to do something, my mom might jump in and my dad would just be like, no, no, let him. Like, yeah. I mean, he's not going to kill himself. He's going to learn a lesson at this, right? And that's kind of like Quacko. It's just like... My no, dad did the same I, thing. <laughs> yeah, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to... And I think that's led me to be a fairly open and somewhat adventurous person, right? And kind of know my limits at the same time. You know, right. always knowing if there's protection there, that if I were to start straying too far, they would jump in, but let me, you know, give me a bit of a leash. But I kind of appreciate that Qui-Gon is very similar in that you you have this, I mean, Obi-Wan's spending the entire time questioning whether Qui-Gon even wants him as his, his apprentice, knows he's going to, knows what he's doing, if Qui-Gon's even going to be there or not. And then to get that, and then to get, I mean, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, but to get like a tiny little sprinkle of Dooku on top of everything else, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounded grosser than I meant. What was your, what's your Qui-Gon? You got a Qui-Gon take, Ben? Um... Just yeah, I just enjoyed how stern and aloof he was. Like mm-hmm. the way that that Qui Gon's written lately. Um, I'm trying to think of the last book he was in too, but he's like, oh, it was the uh, the bunch of short stories, tales of our stories of right. Jedi and the Sith. Like he's just a funny dude. Like he's really standoffish and yeah. like he's pretty surly and grumpy for uh for a Jedi. Yeah. And um, but like his teaching style, it's like he's a stern dad, man. Like, yeah. that's a weird thing to do. And I'm pretty sh- I don't know if they meant to do it, but I think this book directly abuts um, Master and Apprentice. Could that be the mission they're going on or they just left it? There? I was but, I was wondering the same thing. I had the same thought. I, I, I don't know for certain, but it felt like it. It felt like we're supposed to know the mission they're they're embarking yeah. on. Maybe they were. It was vague enough, so it could or could not. But in in either sense, if you enjoyed this book, please read Master and Apprentice. Um, mm-hmm. That was also one of my favorites. Maybe it's the Obi Wan bias, but um, yeah, yeah. Also, but that's that's a fantastic read and a great companion yeah. to this book. Also, Claudia Gray. So yeah, so yeah, killer. Yeah. But I mean, dude, more. Kirsten White after this man. Yep, recognize that name. I I did the best Obi Wan. I've, I've yeah. seen written mm-hmm. and, and again, it's 16 year old Obi-Wan, but like, yeah, like you said, you see all of, you just see that character. Like it's, it is who he would be at age 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that star Wars, um, does reflect our modern society whenever that media is made. And at the yep. best star Wars does it in a way that, is clear but not heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. And this book has an amazing environmentalist subplot to it. Yep. 
that is right there. And I just, I, I want to read, I'm not, I don't have a lot of quotes, but there's just one quote I wanted to read where I'm just like, and it's, it's literally like page 164 where I went, oh man, this is about climate change. Commentary. Yeah. And it's, and it's, we'll get to the plot, but just says, what if you stopped using the power? Oh, we would suggested let, let alone. You said your people lived here for two or three generations without it. The planet didn't change and become more hostile. The people changed, taking more first the picture plants then the power, the plant. And, and then, and then the person disagrees and says the planet changed. All we did was adapt. Right. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's called fossil fuels. You're making fuels. the planet change, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The power could, is fossil fuels. Yeah. Yeah, you could swap it one to one, but like <laughs> I it didn't first of all, I wholeheartedly agree. So that probably but like sometimes when I get the lessons in the younger reader books and they just beat you over the head with yeah. them, I'm sort of it's a little off putting. But this Absolutely. was not that at all. No. And same. especially yeah. there was definitely like how to deal with someone who's spewing lies on a very uh mm-hmm. that holds power in your life. Yep. And um, yeah, it was Logrib was manipulating the truth and Obi-Wan didn't know how to wrench the narrative away from him, which yeah. is like, oh, have, has that ever happened? That you sounds know, it's familiar. It's also like a metaphor for Qui-Gon Jinn's tragic, tragic life and like his whole arc, basically, which is the sort of like him kind of feeling there being a corruption or an abuse of power somewhere within the system. And mm being uneasy about it and not wanting to join the council and, you know, uh, taking on missions and, you know, doing what he wants and speaking out of turn and, you know, making his own rules. Like it's, it's like, it, it's, he, he senses someone abusing power somewhere almost like there's, there's something about Qui-Gon getting to the root of things that yeah. I think yeah. mirrors the story within this, which is like Obi-Wan getting to the root of this power that everyone's abusing on this planet and it's i don't know it's so cool like i just think it's it's a beautiful story so and it's it's poetic for obi-wan is kind of i guess what i'm trying to say yeah yeah literally poetic it's very beautiful especially the way that lenar is described um i was just thinking too that like i don't know maybe i'm way off point here but um the prequels the the prequel trilogy um like really had distinct characters designed here especially for obi-wan and qui-gon jinn and like they definitely acted a certain way and they still like all there's all these novels all these things can call back and it's like out of those performances blossomed these really dynamic characters and i don't think you get to do that unless i mean it was written well directed well and acted well and you know and I, i think a lot of people when they saw the prequels the first time it sort of they didn't know what to think about these sort of quirky characters that already were like kind of subtly dynamic um yep. and not you know luke skywalker you know um you know original trilogy sort of vibe um but yeah it's really i just think it's kind of astounding how we were able to extrapolate all these fantastic stories out of out of those prequels yeah i want to i want to i want to echo that because i feel like you know quite i mean obi-wan is obi-wan right so they're building off of alex alex Ginnick's performance yeah and you know you mcgregor iterated on that and kind of created his own thing, but it still felt the same. Qui-Gon, I think, was a fully formed character. I still yeah. believe you watched episode one. I know who that character is. I know what his motivations are. I know his character moments. And there's a podcaster who I respect. I will not name, but keeps using this as an example of like, yeah. well, it's just like when you don't have a good character, like tell me who Qui-Gon is other than like explaining lightsabers. And I'm like, oh, Paul, I'll use this first name. <laughs> 
let let me t- I will can I have five minutes of your time, please? Because I will tell you <laughs> just from that movie, like who that character is. Like that character is well developed. And I as we know, the, the prequels tend to fall lowest on my list. I I've I've come to love them, but even from the jump, I knew who Qui Gon was. I loved Qui Gon, and I got that character's motivations in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, love this book. I think it's uh, definitely going to be sitting on my bookshelf uh, mm-hmm. just nearby here, and uh, I can't wait to read it again. Love this book. Thought it was great. Five savers. Five savers for me. Yeah. That's agree. great, man. I, I agree. I, I still have some questions. You mind if I Please. motor through because like, he's brought some things I, up? I have like no notes because I just read this thing. I just I just consumed it, right? Like it was just yeah. such a good read. So please, yeah. please lead yeah. this. Yeah, fire away because I'm ready yeah. to get Yeah. I so I, I'm usually take copious notes, which is kind of annoying. Um, but I, I took I took some notes in the beginning when I was like, and then I was like, I can't highlight everything. Like it's just like <laughs> there's so many like great nuggets of lore. Um, mm-hmm. that they're building yeah. on. And I was like, oh my gosh, or Orla Jereni and like Obi-Wan doing all this. And so, and then, and then I just blew through it. So I was like, let's this, I'm just going to devour this book anyways. And then I, then I did make some notes at the end because there was a mm-hmm. lot of really like it, you know, as great as the book was, it took off at the end also. Um, so it was kind of great, but one, all right, Orla uh, Jereni uh, question here, you know, so when she left, she was like, oh, uh, all right, I have, in her message, it says, I have included further information on my findings here, but I cannot continue to study at this time. I've been tasked to help another Jedi and Elzar's needs take priority over my curiosity here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's when she went to that like ocean planet where like um, uh, Elzar man was contemplating Elliot smithing himself? Wait, no, different, uh, different musician. I always mix up how they killed themselves. Anyways, I know, yeah, I do the same thing. I literally was doing the same thing two days ago because I heard one of the songs. I'm like, is this the I one mean, who did this be, or is this the one who did be, that? Uh, yeah, that would be kind of next level synergy. So, yeah, but, no, but I do believe so. That's what I when I read that. that I was, was too. Thought. I was wondering. Yeah. It was like and then and that was the last book. Right. So then she's yeah. caught up in that hyperspace disaster. And uh, we we assume the worst there or the yes. uh, Starlight Beacon disaster. Yeah, that's why I assume that's what it is, because I think. She's kind of one of those characters that fate is yet to be decided, and I'm sure. Yeah. Otherwise, the, she would have come back. I think. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think probably the the higher public is just like, you can use her. Do not reference anything that would possibly happen after. Yeah. You last higher public. Right. We don't know what we want to do. Yeah. Um, the also the other question I have for you is how awesome is Obi Wan Kenobi in lightsaber combat? And, you know, like we know from uh, Master and Apprentice that like Obi-Wan always felt held back by his like lightsaber forms um, mm-hmm. and where he was just like, why do you just keep showing me like form one and I think form three? And it's like just it's just offensive, like in, you know, spoiler alert for some of that. But Qui-Gon pretty much said, like, I always want to keep you safe and all that. But I was just yeah. like, if he was like this good now with you know, with just that one, like, form of defensive form of combat? Like, what if he had an aggressive, like, a, um, um, I'm sorry, Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu, as a mentor or, like, someone that was, like, crazy? Like, yeah. I think he could succeed that way, too. Well, yeah. Are you talking about Obi- Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan, yeah. Like, he was, I mean, he's a prodigy swordsman. At, at this yeah. Age. 
Well, yeah, doesn't Anakin say he's as strong as Master Windu and as wise as Master Yoda? Yeah. Yes. Like, come on. Yeah. That's that means you're the yeah. best Jedi ever, basically. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, and we see that like um, Revenge of the Sith, uh, you know, sword battle at the end. It's like it may be defensive forms. I know, you know, he taught Anakin, but Anakin learned other forms, too. So, yeah, I don't know. It's maybe he did end up learning, learning new stuff. But I just thought I was like, oh, man, if he's that good there, like what if he had someone that actually led him through other forms? But I think he probably just got there in his own time. No, absolutely. I thought I mean, that was I mean, going to be a kind of a fixed uh, fixation of Obi-Wan, the show, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought they were going to explore sort of like how Vader has kind of become even more knowledgeable with the dark side and maybe uses new force abilities to kind of like uh, yeah. counter Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, whoa, like you have become more knowledgeable in these dark arts, like something that, you know, it's in like Anakin finally having, you know, some knowledge to deploy that Obi-Wan can't rightly counter you know like yeah right i almost thought that would be something that's touched on but it kind of wasn't it's kind of like you do see him you know gripping pe- force pulling people and you know i don't know crushing people and whatnot but yeah i guess that's the kind of terror of the dark side that's displayed but i, I almost thought like it, it could be interesting to also show like what has vader what's the dark arts and the dark sorcery that vader has learned like what what's going what's gone on in that period i kind of like when it gets real space fantasy and it's yeah. explore like the dark lore of you know why are they pursuing the dark side and power anyways it's to kind of gain knowledge right i don't know and so right so what are all these new tricks that they're learning like let's right. see what the tricks see what's like what's happening here what is that knowledge yeah. you know? i did see um randomly on the internet i caught a clip of some comics that we will be reading um i think it's a yeah. star wars and i think there's sort of a trick uh like sort of flash forward flashback where um, Anakin is Darth Vader is learning sword fighting from Sidious, and then Anakin is Anakin learning like in in lessons with Obi Wan, sort of juxtaposed together. Um, so you might get a little bit of that, at least sword combat. I mean, I love when we analyze Jedi training for like a good twenty minutes in the podcast. I know this yeah. is why I'm here, kind of though, guys. But, so, like, and we're like, who thought. trained you? And how was that training? Yeah. And how did they develop as a Jedi? Let's Man, talk. Just about getting going. It. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but here's my more, thought. More questions about, on Padawan. But yeah, here's my thought about Darth Vader. Kind of thinking about all of this, right? It's just yeah. like, so Anakin, um, as a character, is very obsessed with being wronged <laughs> and how he was wronged. Mm-hmm. And so I think the reason why Darth Vader didn't look at other things other than force choking and force. Levitation. Yeah, almost like it was almost an extension of the telekinesis they already use. Right? Yeah, I'm just like what other things they learn on the dark side? How did he lose? Yeah. He lose. He lost in a sword fight, so he was obsessed with lightsaber dueling. I feel like that's Vader to court. Well, actually, we did see him fight without a lightsaber. That's. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. As strange as that was, <laughs> as wild as that was. Oh, I it kind of seems happened. like a dark side thing. It seemed like I don't even need a lightsaber. Like, let's yeah. go. I'll just yeah. dodge every attack and then just use the force to, like, stop the blade constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, someone on Reddit back in the day was like, I would love to see someone, like, use the force to, like, stop someone's lightsaber, like the blade, and, like, yeah. put it back into the hill and be like, shut that person down. <laughs> and i was yeah, like that is the single greatest idea that'd be great we, <laughs> I was like, that is the single I, coolest I, thing I've how have we heard. not seen that yet i mean we will 
if everything's gonna happen. Yeah, I, it is. No, people were theorizing that for Luke. Like that's the, some of the stuff that was, you know, sequel trilogy well, crazy. Reading the character. third book in the Legacy of the Force trilogy, where <laughs> Luke is dueling his son Ben Skywalker, because you know, separate timelines. Uh, he does challenge him to a duel without ever using his lightsaber. It does stop his lightsaber like several times just using the force. He doesn't actively put it back in his hilt, but he does use that to best Ben. Yeah. To be fair, this is actually a Snoke theory, and like Snoke does this thing or that, 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 to, to, I, be, to rightly claim what that theory was. But I mean, that totally would work based on what we see him do in The Last Jedi, right? Like he is that strong. Super powerful. Yeah, super yeah. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, I really hope. No, anyways, do you have magnets. more questions on Padawan? Yeah, Beth, what else you got? Talk about oh like, yeah, I mean, I have crap. a ton, but I, I feel I was going to talk about cultural relativism and the Jedi Order. Is that too boring for uh, Friday night here for you guys? Or I just yes. wild. Let's do it. Well, like their whole their whole thing of baseball talking about the Jedi, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's like I don't know. Like obviously, we have a really great example of what great things Jedi can do when they go to a planet. Like this was classic Jedi sort of stuff, but like the nature of Jedi and like, but they go out into the world and they're always like in di- or very frequently among a different population and culture on their yeah. turf. And I just like, do you, do you think that's wrong? <laughs> I mean. It's a really fine line they have to walk. In order I mean, during the Clone them. Wars, it was wrong because apparently uh, civilizations had to, I guess governments had to, sector governments had to decide if it, either they would let a Jedi and, and diplomat come from the Republic or if they didn't allow them to come to their planet, they could mm. would get invaded by the, the clones. And so I think wow. it was wrong for Jedi to kind of like uh, kind of, I, I don't know, sort of um, intervene in those matters and sort of like get involved, knowing that if they were denied involvement, like they the clones would invade, like just to make sure the separatists didn't capitalize on that planet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was yeah that was a during weird... that period, that's not cool. But during this time, it's kind of like they're just peacekeepers and diplomats. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All I know is as as this is veering dangerously close into my day job um because <laughs> I, I i teach ethics and right. i also teach uh human rights uh and so i talk about cultural relativism and the discussion is like we should strive for cultural relativism right to understand people and judge them based on their own culture until it crosses that line wait now, what's the line right that's the thing right that's the thing and the older i get and being in the twilight of my academic career, the less sure I am about what that line is. Or, yes. or, or, no, I know what that line is, and you know what that line is, and Grant knows what that line is, and my, my wife knows what that line is, but can we all agree on what that line is? Yeah. That's where the problem is, right? That's where the trick is. Yeah, and but the, the real trick is that, like, but you're Jedi, not people, and you can listen to the I, force, right. and maybe those people can't, and yeah. it's sort of like, I think it's trying to like detect harmony localized and then right. and sort of base yeah. it more about the balance of the galaxy. Yeah. Like that's really they're more like a diplomat coming from the force. Yeah. You know, from the balance of the galaxy and then trying to, you know, use, I don't know, give that knowledge to I mean, they, how they that quell culture, like severe injustices like this. Like I think people would unanimously, unanimously, you know. Yes. And yet there are. And yet Grant. Yeah. We're not here to free slaves. I know. That's yeah. still, still, there's, yeah. 
that's cultural I mean, relativism. If the Jedi made sense, it would, yeah. wouldn't be talking about yeah. them, but they, yeah. they don't make sense. And so they're a fascinating subject for debate. And, uh, and how they fell apart is just so fascinating. I love the idea that uh, they sort of created the other and the enemy and the separatists, and that sort of destroyed them, like sort of creating this threat. Um, a stat, like, like pushing the, their kind of their, their moral frameworks, you know, on, on people during that time when there's a, a threat looming is kind of like, that's the cultural relativism of the stuff that I'm kind of interested on, interested in. It was just like, basically when did the Jedi sort of insist that their, their ways are the right ways. And when did they impose right. people and like, right. Wow. Is it an imposition? Like how, you know, it's such a delicate line, but like, is it inherently a disposition or a, you know, yeah, I, to have them there or a disruption to have them there. So I'm going to get even trippier for a second. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ben, you highlighted this. I, I can't remember what book we were reading. I think it was, I think it was just actually the Star Wars comic. Okay. And we get uh, Luke goes into this uh, living uh, fungus. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, connects yeah. him with Elzar Man. Yeah, and and it talks about the Jedi are what the Jedi are needed at any given time. Sometimes yeah. we are. I think about that you know, a lot now. Yeah, and part of me is just like, so maybe that's what this whole thing is. Is like whatever the Jedi are doing is actually what needs to be done at that time because they're the will of the Force. And so like, the weird thing is, is like I I, I don't I don't mean this. This is from a storytelling perspective, not from a real world Earth's perspective. I want to make that very clear with what I'm about to say, but I feel like maybe that what they did was necessary in culling the Jedi Order and getting the Force back to basics, right? Like, maybe this yeah. idea of just this, like, ebb and flow of the Jedi and the Sith are just kind of this constant thing that keeps the galaxy in check. Because you look at all the things that are happening in the galaxy, it still is thriving, right? Even even after the, the Galactic Civil War, it's this thriving galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you... Yeah, man. ...it on the head there, man. <laughs> it's wild. It's time um, for the Jedi to end. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah. Luke says. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, think that was like, I think that was like the most important line that I've heard in Star Wars in the past like 10 months. Like the yeah. Jedi or whatever, you know, they need to be because that really yeah. puts it in perspective. It's like, that's all I want. Like, okay, you're an amorphous blob that does what's what's called upon. Yeah. And it's like, but when they're not paying attention to the force, they tip things the wrong way. And like, like, I think they were just a living extension of the will of the force yeah exactly yeah. um and that that really it, that's also exciting to me because that means there's all these other things that um yeah that, that jedi can be is someone is is sidious possibly twisting the will of the force corrupting the force itself causing a disturbance yeah. if you will and and thus, I think so. and thus destroying the jedi i don't think like yeah. it's not the force itself destroying the jedi it's sort of yeah, is this you know greedy I mean, life forms? It, it, but but will but here's where we get trippy again, man. But like Sidious is part of the Force. He uses a part of the Force. Yeah, the he dark uses side. a dark side. So if we're talking about balance, is that the Force bringing things in the balance by giving all this power to this one dark side? Creative to... destruction, basically. Yeah, like yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I mean, there was the non-canon, you know, event where Plagueis and Sidious allegedly unbalanced the Force. And they, they do talk about it in the prequel trilogy. You know, I think there's like a hallway shot with Mace, Yoda and, and Obi-Wan. And they're like, there is a disturbance. Or, you know, there is something there. So they 
he might have actually tipped the force maybe right. just by all of his bad doings and you know um yeah and 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 taking over an entire galactic government um you know that could that could throw things out of whack right um yeah so i think he did i mean he obviously we've seen the machinations politically of how he turned the jedi into weapons into generals um so yeah um this so i have other notes one is dex alert dex yeah, alert yeah, yeah. dexter jester dexter, dexter, we went long enough without mentioning him i was right like, we need to get into this yeah we got yeah. an origin story of their friendship <laughs> yeah the origin of beginnings mm-hmm. um yeah People saying this is the summer of obi-wan it's secretly the summer of dex <laughs> dexter jester yeah um there was i had one sentence highlighted from uh dex I, so it's great he's here and uh, you know it's a fun story but i just <laughs> he was he was getting attacked by robot monsters or you know by droids um and <laughs> and the line is he ducked holding up a thick piece of metal he had been carrying in his fourth hand yeah yeah <laughs> and on my note yeah. was i love star wars because it was like right. he's, using, his pants. he's got yeah. a sharp piece of metal yeah. yeah, and it's like in his fourth and hand because he had yeah. just used his first three hands, and then there's the fourth one. Bang! You forgot about the fourth hand. That's where I collect the bolt. It's like, oh, it's amazing. I kind of figure as a writer, at some point, you have to be like, oh wait, that's right, he has four hands. I could totally yeah. get him out of this. Like, it's like just... he could be holding a shield yeah. of some type. Yeah. I also uh, want to but... do a shout out to the audiobook. Uh, great. I know you listened to the audiobook. Mm -hmm. I did as well. The person who did it, and I'll find their name in a moment, but uh, unless you have it, you can look for a grant while I'm talking. But the person who did it was great and does a very good Dexter Jester impression. Oh, nice. Like gets yeah. gets the like the inflection just down, Pat. That's uh, great. Yeah, sorry, I was looking for a quote. That part was great. Um, yeah, Dex is, I think, one of the standout sort of like leads, like uh, non-human leads, like of all time. Like I. Yeah, the more Dexter I can get, the better. I love that character. Yeah, I love his relationship with Obi Wan, and that he has that sort of you know the grimy diner owner that knows everything, seen the whole galaxy. Like, um, yeah, he's awesome, fantastic. Who doesn't love a good basilisk? Um, yeah, love him. Uh, the other, all right. So, uh, now, I wanna, or what? It's Gary uh, Gary Furlong is the is the narrator. I just want to okay. shout out Gary Furlong. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Um, so I have a real, so there's, this is actually, this is the question and we've actually done a pretty good job of not spoiling this book. Um, I hope it's been entertaining yeah. to us talk about it. Um, but they, so someone pays, well, I mean, I have to say, I love the format of this book where it's just Obi, like 90% Obi-Wan and then the occasional flash over to the, you know, unnamed antagonists that we know is sort of coming, but we don't know anything else about them. And I just, cause I just love, right. it's like, a, it's just a straightforward narrative. We're not telling three stories at the same time. We're not telling two stories at the same time. Like those are very fun yep. and effective ways of writing and, and frequent in star Wars because you have to put together an ensemble somehow. So they have to like come together. Not this one. It's just like you and Obi-Wan on, yep. on the mission together, just like moment by moment. And, um, it's this is I think Obi-Wan's a character that warrants that he's like he's that captivating. But I mean, a challenge to do that this well. Um, and it's kind of great. But anyways, uh, so we, we don't get 
many sort of back and forths, but we do know our um, our antagonist uh, has a financier, someone that paid for this mission. Who is the financier? I mean, I, I it's gonna be I Rush Clovis. I, <laughs> I I assumed I my assumed, go-to financier for most things. Yeah, I assumed <laughs> I assumed. Uh, Dooku doing business as uh, Sidious. Whoa. Yeah. Dooku. Yeah. I figure I, we don't know, right? Like, it's not there, but yeah. I figure you're like, you're bringing Dooku in for a reason. And I think the reason is pretty clear in terms of the narrative of like adding this question of what's Qui Gon doing as well as just everything else. But, but I, I just, it's always Sidious, I assume. But I don't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really, the, the amazing thing is until you ask that question, I don't think I gave it all that much thought. Right, right. Because it doesn't, like, it was a mill, it was a poorly shaped um, plot. Because they didn't really understand this power. It was just someone that's like, oh, you've got power, I want that, go get it. And Mm -hmm. But it's like, clearly, if they understood really what it was, it was not gonna... Oh, it's... Is it Sidious, or is it uh, is it um, Plagueis? Not Plagueis. Um... Oh, yeah. Is it Plagueis? Plagueis. We're in Plagueis era. We're in Plagueis era. Yeah, yeah. Plagueis era. And he's connected to the banking clan. Banking clan. Huh. He is. Wow. Okay. I think that's, yeah, of course, we're just like default Sidious, but this is, you're right. This is Plagueis era. It is, yeah. And like maybe financier was like the the wink and nod on this one. Hedo Damask. Who's Hedo (laughs) Damask? You got to get like his name or whatever. Oh, oh like right. Name. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His handle. Nice. Good call. <laughs> yeah. He certainly opened the door for that. Otherwise, I think it's just some rando. You know, it could be like because they don't know what they're what they're getting into. But it, you'd think it would be a, a force related person. But yeah. it's not really the force at all. No. But you could see you could see um, Sidious just being like, just go look at it. If it's something worth. Yeah. Know, or that I'll do something, you know, with it. But yeah. Yeah, Sidious could have been the Padawan, the the not Padawan, but the the learner in that at that time period. He could still have been, you know, working with Plagueis. So, um, that's fun, and uh, yeah, I think that kind of that's it. I don't really have anything to say about the gash, um, and uh, I think that's that's. Kind I just of I thought about that Palpatine line where he's like, you know, like talking about Plagueis where he's like speaking of Plagueis he's like you know my master became so strong like so powerful the only thing he was afraid of losing was his power or whatever yeah. like that line yeah. it's just the people in this story and I was like the people yeah. were just afraid of losing the power and not not uh abusing the planet and not not utilizing the resources for their own you know free use yes yeah. uh, to get enhanced by the life force uh Thought that was so cool. That was like a just a yeah dark sort of foreshadowing. Indeed, um, yeah, man, I love the gobblers. Those were great. I just imagine them as kind of like three dimensional pack men with four feet, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. a lot of teeth. Um, and uh, that was that was cute. Yeah, the whole world was just like it's yeah, and and the way it was described, it was surreal beauty. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. It it was just um, just gorgeous. So pretty fantastic. Any any other last um, 
things that I missed here? I think I hit all of mine. Thank you for letting me hit my punch list here. I think I'm good. I just thought this was wonderful, wonderfully paced, beautiful, fun adventure, uh, gorgeous writing. Uh, yeah, loved it. So it was great. Yeah, agreed. It it flies. I I appreciate the the just. But as you mentioned, it's a very straightforward story, but but it's so delves into Obi-Wan's character that you're just with him the entire time. Yeah, and it's not like a lot of ex- explaining. It's like sort of in real time, learn, like experiencing his experiences that sort of help him understand. And uh, yeah, yeah, super great. I, I don't reread a lot of books. Um, I was told by a friend a long time ago that there's too many books to read. Don't reread books. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. Unless we're talking about Stephen King's The Dark Tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Which I'm, I've done three times. I may have read that book ten yeah. times. Ten. <laughs> three. But I, I, that book's also very short. You can read that in an afternoon. The first one. Yeah. Oh, the first the, one. The Gunslinger. I've Gunslinger. read the series twice. I'm on my third read through for the entire series. Oh, okay. So you reread the Gunslinger ten. The Gunslinger. I've only read ten yeah. times. That's a good. You need like a ratty copy of the gunslinger yeah. somewhere in your life like yeah. <laughs> in a tree house or oh, like so someplace true. like somewhere like in the bottom of your suitcase or something like I, uh, it's fun yeah i mean the joy of reading i just remember the rule in my family was if it's in the bookshelf you can read it and my parents just didn't edit what was in the book yeah. <laughs> and so as a fifth year old as a fifth grader i'm like oh this is like a western and i remember like walking to school with a stephen king book and yeah. like reading it and my parents getting called in to school <laughs> like to met. which they said so you want us to punish my child for reading well above his grade level yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah anyways uh we got into the gunslinger again uh the dark series uh but uh the the point of that anecdote was that uh i'm i'm looking forward to reading this book again i'm gonna i'm gonna have it with yeah. me um yeah. and uh and read it often so, um, Rad, uh, Adam, I heard you got a game for us. I do have a game. Oh, do you want to play a game? <laughs> Maybe should that be what this segment is called? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's play a game. Look, good against remotes is one thing. Good against the living, that's something else. Okay, Adam, the is yours. All right, uh, yeah, so... Every week we do a game. This week is mine. Uh, a little bit of preamble All right. about how I came up with this game. First, I'll talk a bit about my background and explain the game. I, uh, I worked at a video store for uh, about a decade, uh, off and on. And our Bible was the Leonard Malton movie guide, which we always <laughs> carried along. Uh, it's mostly for the other people who didn't, unlike myself, didn't see every single movie in, in, the, <laughs> in the store. And could you know provide, you know all of your all of your uh, all of your uh, you know customers with some references. So I have a sweet spot for the Leonard Martin Guide, and I got the one of the last uh, editions in paperback, 2015. Okay. Um, and so Leonard Martin is his guide is great. Everything's written up in a paragraph, very concise to the point. But there's some good things here. So. I create a game called One Sentence Movie Reviews. <laughs> so, okay. out of all Star Wars movies, and now a uh, couple of caveats about that. Uh, as I mentioned, the book I have is from 2015. So that covers up until uh, basically the original and prequel trilogies. 
And then I was able to also look at later Lennon and Malton reviews online, and I picked a okay. sentence from there. There is one Star Wars movie that I was not able to find Leonard Malton's review for, and so I substituted uh, RogerEbert.com. Okay. A line from that. Uh, bonus points if you figure out which one that is. Okay, so this is, are there just going to be yeah. nine here, or are there going to be 11? There will be 12. All right. Think on that for a second. Uh, there will be Clone 12. Wars animated movie? Is that, that is correct. Okay. That, that was released in movie the theaters. Release. And included in Leonard Balton's guide of reviews. So all oh. 12 movies. I was going to read you a sentence. Uh, I have tried to take out anything that really hints at what it is. Good luck. <laughs> Just tell me what movie <laughs> okay. you think this is from. And as a for bonus points uh, for the original trilogy and this and the prequel trilogy where he gave star ratings uh, one to four or no, I'm sorry, bomb to four. If you can guess the star rating, you get an extra point. Wait, so how many stars out of three uh, or out of five? Four. It's a uh, it's bomb, <laughs> which is zero stars. OK, to four. One, two, three. So, yeah. OK, Likert scale yeah. of five. Got it. OK, yeah. All right. Yes, you're right. There's technically five on that scale. Yes. All right. First quote, and I guess just buzz it. Okay. All right. Some routine performances are compensated by ingenious new characters and Oscar winning special effects. I got it. Uh, uh, buzz. Yeah. F1. <laughs> All right. Buzz. Yeah. Uh, F7. No. Sorry. Episode six. Wait, can we hear the quote? Uh, the sentence? Oh, again? sorry. Uh, some routine performances are compensated by ingenious new characters and Oscar winning special effects. OK. Yeah. Wow. So that was that was Return of the Jedi. Jedi. OK. Right. So All right. Off to a good start here. Them. So the nice thing that's known is now you've process of elimination becomes easier as we go on. <laughs> you don't have 11 juice firm. All right. Next one. Routine performances in Return of the Jedi? Wow. Yeah, yeah I right. don't wow. disagree with that. I That's watch, a savage watch, dig against Return of the Jedi. Whereas watch Phantom Menace, I could I could hear that. Like that watch Harrison some pilots and some, you know, and characters that are just kind of like, you know, just uh have terrible yeah. dialogue. But like it's just I get it. And the the, the performances uh, are what they are almost because the dialogue is <laughs> insufferable. And also Ingenious new character, and it just has to be Jabba, right? No, it can't be because he's not a new character. <laughs> well, no, he no. Oh, oh, in the original, right. in the original, your, you're showing your age. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, very true. Very so that's that's it's, what I'm trying to think. I guess maybe the I guess the Emperor technically because you only see him in a quick, yeah, like hollow in the second one. Um, now here's the thing. I like chose one. If there was a, if there was, I will give you a little, uh, a little like maybe a, a bit of a hint. Is if I could find a mean line, I chose the mean line because I think they're more interesting and funny than praise. Um, <laughs> yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, he, he did give that movie three and a half stars, even with that, even with that line. He wow. liked that movie a lot. Three out, of, three and a half out of four. Yeah. Uh, I will say on the whole, uh, Leonard Malton likes Star Wars. All right. So next quote, not a lot of heart, but certainly a lot of fun in Saturday matinee serial fashion. Buzz. Yeah. Episode two. 
Ooh, no. That's I was gonna guess that. Wow. Um I have yeah, I have another answer too that won't count, but if we'll see what yeah, Grant we'll says. let Grant guess and then if he gets it wrong you can buzz in for no points, but uh, Brad. I'll I'll do I can I guess the same one again? I mean, yeah, as long don't don't guess episode six that we know it's not episode six. Wait, I guess Otherwise, I guess the Clone Wars movie maybe like doesn't have heart. Like no, that movie no. would have a lot of heart. Um, uh, episode one. I said Phantom the same Menace. one again. Can I guess the same episode yeah. again? No, you uh, already so, said because it's just serial matinee was either F1 or the Clone Wars animated series yeah. <laughs> and I was just like or it, yeah because I can't imagine oh. him saying that about any of the other yeah no. <laughs> okay yeah I'll, I'll take the L on that this, this, this is my favorite thing because you're all just thinking like that's not fair this is exactly what I wanted is for you should I um, guess F1 again yeah alright next one now it's off the board okay oh this one's gonna be fun Okay, uh, I don't think it will resonate the way the original trilogy did or command long-term attention, but it does have broad uh, audience appeal, and that's what matters at this moment. Beep, beep. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, episode 7? No. That's a good guess. I mean, it Ooh, sounds oh, like the start of a trilogy, but... Okay. Oh, oh wow. is, wait, is this the animated movie is that your guess can i actually kind of want to hear the quote again i've already forgotten what okay it is. i can read the quote again that, that's allowed uh-oh this uh, is gonna be <laughs> so i already said f7 so this is maybe my freudian thoughts of f7 All right, i don't think it will resonate the way the original trilogy did or command long-term attention but it does have broad audience appeal and that's what matters at this moment skewering yeah, that, yeah. that's a rough one <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the animated movie. Nope. Oh. Rogue One. How angry oh, are we now about what? that? Oh. <laughs> Gosh. That one, I, that one I read, and I'm like, oh, they're going to be so angry about this one. <laughs> We're not going to get anything right except for the last one. It's because funny because now entirely we entirely disagree we, with all these. Yeah, we'll just reappropriate this is why it's, this is for our own reviews. <laughs> Yeah, this game is more about getting you guys upset than it is about. No, I'm interested to see so which movies know. I assign the criticism to. That's also it's very it's very it's telling. Like it's like a psychological like, test. Uh, All right, next one. Sure. Uh, I think the magic key could be summed up in one word: casting. All right. So it's All positive right. for once. Can I buzz uh, in here? Are you buzzing in? Are you thinking about? It? <laughs> I love this like game of like chicken. Buzz. Do you want to... Yeah, you buzz. Yeah. You buzz. You go, man. I went first. <laughs> you, you narrow it down, Ben. Ah, oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, God, because thanks. it's positive, I've got two choices in my head. I'm, I'm going to go with a new hope. Sorry, no. Ah, rats. What do you got, Grant? I think. I think this is. Yeah. I'll let uh, Ben. I'll, I'll go with F. Guess. I'll promise. Them. F eight. No, Ben. What was your other? What was your other guess? F seven. No, solo. Oh man! What? <laughs> what? Right? No one would have guessed that. Oh, wow. They're just like I'm solo, ready to go. But I was like, 
there's not for that great performances in there sure 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 but like an alden aaron does a good job yeah does a very good job but i would say like casting is oh yeah the thing it's not like i wasn't like looking at that movie like wow like no but everyone was losing their mind because like uh donald glover yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it was uh amelia clark and then uh Uh, beckett yeah um yeah all right this one is by the way these are i just want to remind us these are one sentence reviews so get ready for a run-on sentence guys okay there are spots where the film can't figure out how to get the characters to where it needs them to be and george just sort of shrugs and says then this happened and now let's get on with it but there are there are fewer such moments than you might have gone in prepared to forgive and really, if that sort of thing were a cinematic crime, Howard Hawks would have gotten the chair. Can I buzz like, uh, even harder than I've ever buzzed before? Can I, Is this, can I go? Can I guess the old nine right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Incorrect. Oh. Were oh. you on oh. the way? Can we read that again? Because I was like, this is. Nice. Oh, yeah. This is, now my, <laughs> this is now my punishment for saying you're wrong. Okay. <clears throat> There are spots where the film can't figure out how to get the characters to where it needs to, them to be and just sort of shrugs and says, then this happened. Now let's get on with it. But there are fewer such moments than you might have gone in prepared to forgive. And really, if that sort of thing were a cinematic crime, Howard Hawks would have gotten the chair. All right. Episode two. Sorry. Episode eight. Episode eight. It's a savage teardown. Episode eight is gorgeously constructed, and each character gets to where they need to be naturally. I feel in that film. What? All right, you ready for another temple? You ready for another? uh, That's upsetting. Savage burn. Sorry. Oh, I'm pretty. I don't think eight's beyond reproach. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. If I keep saying episode two for every answer, I'm going to get one right. Eventually, you'll be right. So what I'll say is. I don't know if that's necessarily a burn because what he's basically saying is like, yes, it does this, but you don't really care that it does this, I guess. But I don't know. I don't even know if that's true. All right. So next one. He's almost implying <clears> there that are requisite... the director doesn't know where to take the character. And I'm just like, I feel like the director yeah, knows exactly they just where kind to of... take the character and how to get them there. Yeah. yeah. It was it was an overall glowing review, by the way, which is which is. That was that was the way. Uh, so I know that was the one I could not find. Any Leonard Malton review on episode eight? Hmm. Huh. You just yeah. So that's that. from RogerEbert.com. Yeah. All right. All right. Next quote or next next next. There are requisite chase scenes and battles and an offbeat villain, but the movie has a Teflon quality to it. Nothing much sticks with me. Uh, Buzz episode two. Yes. Yeah. Right. Sorry, incorrect. But I like I like the strategy. Oh, come on. That wasn't a strategy. I, I feel like they all work. No, that's perfect. I, I think, I don't know. Uh, I think he might be, I think you think he's more forgiving of the prequel trilogies than he is. Wait, so like, the offbeat, oh, you're like, villain, like the offbeat villain is Dooku? Like, I, I, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, Jango uh, Fett? Oh, is that, oh, that's what Grant's thinking? Yeah. Or, I mean, Ben's thinking the offbeat yeah. villain is, yeah. You have a guess? It's almost like Revenge of the Sith has like Grievous that's like the most offbeat villain ever. <laughs> but yeah. whatever. No big deal. In case you missed it, Grant, <laughs> I got that one wrong. Yeah. So it's, uh, oh, you got cool. the one wrong? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he's that's wrong. It's not oh. episode two. Still not episode two. So maybe you're right about General Grievous. I'm just saying. 
Yeah, it could be. What are you gonna guess? Uh, hold on. Um, <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, offbeat villain. It has a Teflon quality. Nothing much sticks with me. <laughs> wow. Um, and and it has the requisite chase scenes and battles. Chase scenes and battles, and it was an episode two, Attack of the Clones. All right. Nope. I mean, to be fair, every Star Wars movie has the chase scene of the battle. Fair. Uh, George loves speed. It's true. George um, does love speed. Offbeat villain. This, if this is nine, I'll be so upset. By the way, like, because you can't say that about Palpatine. That makes no sense. That just makes no sense at that point. So right. We'll only any, know. Film. It can't be any. He's, like, he's an off floor villain. It can't be a Vader or Palpatine film. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess the F three. Sorry, nine. episode seven. Episode oh. seven. That's oh. a savage takedown of Kylo. Right. Holy yeah. Nope. Offbeat villain. No, he's he's referring to. So I had to Kylo dot, dot, Ren. dot that. He is referring to Kylo Ren as an offbeat villain. OK. Uh, Kylo Ren was like just another. I could treat that as a Vader sort of shadow to the. Yeah. Hero character. But definitely not, like offbeat. I wouldn't yeah, use that I don't terminology. Know. A classic villain, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next <laughs> one. Offbeat is grievous. That's an offbeat yes. villain. It, he makes no sense. Like what? Like a so, droid general of the yeah. That's real confederacy of confederate systems. There are a Who's lot that? of offbeat villains in Star Wars. <laughs> like a dune villain came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, some of these are very short because a lot of Leonard Mountain's reviews just like to talk about the plot, which makes it kind of unfair. Or I guess I mean this whole thing is unfair. I guess to make it fair for you guys, but I'm not <laughs> making it fair. All right. So uh, here's a very short, uh, <laughs> a very short review of this movie. Wooden characterizations and dialogue don't help. Ooh. Wow, yeah, that's not a lot to go on there. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. buzz and say episode two. Yeah. Yes. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> episode two. I got one. Nice. That's got that's one. A great sentence, by the way. It's, it's also like not wrong. Like. <laughs> I read that I'm like that isn't accurate. If you're really gonna go after episode what's two, what's wooden in there? Wooden. Can we talk about what's what could be wooden in there? I, do you really want me to say what's been? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I do. Everything, <laughs> everything said by Hayden Christensen. How dare you, Adam? I, you? No, he, I, he was wonderful in in Obi Wan, and I actually like him a lot in episode three. But woof, it's rough in episode two. I'm sorry. I'm I mean, the, the, not everything. The romance scenes are pretty wooden. Yeah, those are. Yeah, the romance scenes are pretty wooden. Okay. And I blame, and I love George, but I blame that on directing. <laughs> George is not an actor's director. Uh, all right, next quote. That's going to be funny. Uh, I'm just doing these randomly. Uh, special effects, alien landscapes, and spaceships are visually dazzling, and the battle sequences are thrilling, but the characters are as wooden and stiff as they look. Buzz? Yeah. A New Hope? No. Okay. It sounded <laughs> old. Nine. Is that your guess? No, no, it's not based on your quick expression. I, no, 
I always try to ask because you ask it a question. You gave it away, Adam. Oh, um, dazzling space battles, and like wo- wait, wooden special effects that fall uh, down. But the characters are as wooden and stiff as they look. Oh. Characters. The characters look wooden. Is that a metaphor or is that actual I'm like are there any wooden made character now there's there's no, no. this is mean, not is Guardians F3? of the Galaxy I'm gonna guess F3 <laughs> incorrect this is the Clone Wars <laughs> oh okay yeah, you really went after the animation on the Clone Wars <laughs> oh it's the, the Clone Wars animated Clone Wars animated yeah okay wooden animated you're gonna go out after an animated what? like Film for being animated, like come on. We, 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 poorly we, we animated. can't. We can't. We can't have a backlash to these reviews. It's, I just. Yeah. Just, I just. It's I unfair. So. Yes, I know. We, I just. Yes, we can because because we're all having fun and we. Oh yeah. Also, I think our, I think our backlash is also that we love all these movies and these are all four store movies for us. So like any any criticism, it's all good. Yeah, fun. yeah. No, all of these movies are five star movies in my mind, except for the Clone Wars movie, and, which is. Yes. Not my favorite. I I just rewatched it actually. I mean, in the context of the other stuff, it's fantastic. I, it's kind of fun. You meet Snips and they go on a grand adventure and you, they rescue a hut and it's good times. Yeah, the hey, hut. Hey, who maybe. who remembers that meetup.com where you can meet up with people who had similar like things as you? Uh, it was a geek way of trying to find people to date. Uh, I do because I I created a meetup to go watch the Clone Wars at the Boston Commons twelve. Really? Yeah, I had twelve people you come. Saw- Clone Wars uh, animated in the movie theater. in theaters. With 11 randos? And with 11 randos. <laughs> nice. I don't remember any of them and never contacted them after watching that movie. The internet. Huh. Yeah. Behold the power of the internet. <laughs> Bringing <Yes>. awkward <laughs> in degrees. We met online. Yeah. It's the <laughs> early days. All right. Uh, next quote. I think the assets far outweigh the liabilities and fully expect it to be a crowd pleaser. Oh man, that's so vague. <laughs> this is like so. This guy was like, this was his art. He was a reviewer, and this is back when like <laughs> people listened to like professional reviews. Leonard Molden. Uh, yeah, this is legendary. Who, He's a legend. Who has a one who currently yeah. has a wonderful podcast called Molten's on Molten on Movies with his daughter, which it's I highly well, recommend. I've listened to yeah. now and again. It's fantastic. Yeah, which it's, is which is a lot yeah. of fun. He's a he's a sweetheart of a man. He has one acting credit. Oh. Anyone can name it. I'll give you a bonus point. Nope. No. Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> I was just on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Where he plays himself because he gave Gremlins a really bad review. And so oh, right. in the second one, he ends up talking about how bad Gremlins is and gets attacked by the new batch of Gremlins. It's pretty great. He has a good sense of humor about himself. Oh, that's fun. Um, I'm just saying this isn't a guy with like a Tumblr blog. This is like a real person. Yeah, this is this is if you go to if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, top critic, he's like he is a person. He's, he's like he's the guy. I think the assets the far crush. outweigh the liabilities and fully expect it to be a, a giant crowd pleaser. I mean, in Buzz A New Hope. Uh, No, man. There's not even that many movies left, and I'm getting it wrong. No, there are there after there are four movies in total uh, left. He thought this would be a giant crowd pleaser. Yep. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. 
No, this is <laughs> this is my favorite one. This is episode nine. <laughs> he expected <laughs> that to be a giant crowd pleaser. I wanted that to be a giant theater, crowd worried pleaser. for my life. I was like worried for the future of Star Wars after that. <laughs> you can listen That's back to our reaction pod. They really cool. Uh, all right, so so we're all on the same page here. Uh, we have episodes three, four, and five left. Oh, right. All right, random number generator. Okay, here we go. Long, all right. Long, uneven, but meticulously crafted entry. I mean, entry's got to be four, right, Buzz? Four? No. You've, uh, episode four, A New Hope? No. Oh, I mean, like, so it's a different kind entry, of entry. Though, so, uh, Feeling extra dumb tonight. God, meticulously no, okay. crafted. Long, uneven, oh, but meticulously crafted Welcome to entry. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Hmm, but, but think about uh, what's left. Oh, uneven entry, just meaning like entry into the saga. Entry into the into the saga, yeah. All right. Is this? I'm gonna keep going. Empire until <laughs> Empire springs up. No, it's, you it's are, three. You're all way overthinking it. Remember, it was episodes three, four, and five that remained. That's episode three. Yeah. This is three. This it is. is three. It is long. It is uneven, but. It is definitely meticulously crafted. It, okay. that be, that's fair. You know what? That's I think that might be the most review. honest review of these, yeah. or the best one. Also, gave that three out of four stars. Since we're back to the ones that are what it starts. Like, like he liked it. Like this is like he he. This is what I love about reading Leonard Maltin's reviews. Is he like he'll go after something and be like four stars, <laughs> and still have like all this stuff to say. See, about I was it. thinking you were trying to find a negative of Empire because I was like, does he say something that's kind of like a bold and. I, you know, kind of. Uh, I tried to find we'll negatives find out. where negatives were available. Keep that okay. in mind. Cool. Right. <laughs> All right. So we, we might have said more. 20 so, great things and then this line and then you're like, OK. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we got either, it's either now we're back to it's either a new hope or empire. All right. Uh, I guess this is for this is for the win, by the way. Uh, yeah. Or, or I, I guess or one, well, one. Ben, it's it's no, it's just one nothing. One nothing. Okay. All right. There's a chance. That, by the way, that's on me, not on you guys. I created this. I, I like to create games that are kind of nearly impossible. No, <laughs> it, fun. it works. Are we? This We're is, having fun. No, this is great. I think this is a fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm just going to be more prepared. That I'm just going to really pick the wild card, you know, a selection next time instead of All what's right. my instinct. So. <laughs> Trying to think which one of these I want to read. I've been going kind of random, literally random number of generators at this point. I think, oh, this is tough because I think I think either one of these, either one is going to be really hard. Um, all right, I'm going to read the short one. R2D2 and C3PO steal the show. Uh, a new hope. Correct. It's a new hope. So, all right, so we got we got to hear the uh, no the tie we're, we're Oh, we both uh, split the point here. No, we, we got to get it. We know no, what no. it is. So, it, yeah, it buzz, right. it's it's uh, right. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, so, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell back uh, out of my chair, slow motion. <laughs> so, uh, a new um, yeah. So, Empire reads um, its embellishment. Of leading characters, motivations, personalities, truly dazzling special effects, and nonstop spirit adventure and excitement. Um, that was really clunky. I'm glad I didn't read that one. 
hold on a second. Let me pull that up. I have bookmarked all of these because uh, I couldn't find a good I couldn't find a good one for this because he every sentence like gave it away. Um, yeah, I mean, in this movie, too, like I feel like with the swell from, um, you know, A New Hope and then how amazing this movie is on every level, I, like it would have to. Be it, this was impossible. Because everything references like the sentences smashing sequel to Star Wars manages to top the original and its embellishment of leading characters personnel. So it's like hard to say tops the original. Right. Like if I said that yeah. that gives yeah. it away. So there's like literally no other. Uh, and then talks about like story threads include a blossoming romance between Han Solo and Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. Right. Like that one's hard because and, and, and that one he gave like four stars. Uh, that's the only Star Wars movie gets four stars uh, of the original seven, okay. or six, well, six plus the Clone Wars. He gave, uh, I mean, oh, oh, by the way, Clone Wars, he still gives two stars to the animated show, yeah, the animated, the animated movie. uh, movie, yeah. two out of four. It's not bad, like, consider that. And he gave Child's Play 3 a bomb, which I thoroughly disagree with. Child's Play 3 <laughs> is a solid two star, two star movie, having rewatched it recently. Noted. Noted. Yes. Well, uh, thanks very much, Adam. That was really You're fun welcome. and, and <laughs> informative. I learned, I learned a whole I, iteration of this as we just read like a letterbox review. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I hope you enjoyed this game because I did this guess. with one reviewer and there are so many reviewers out there that I could do so many versions of this game. <laughs> yeah, no, I have some. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, wild reviews ahead on this podcast. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Awesome. All right. Well, um, that does it for the uh, podcast this week. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening to us. And as always, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>